This episode contains some explicit language, so please be mindful if you're listening to it around children. Hello and welcome to NRI Women, the show where we talk to women of Indian origin living abroad. I'm Nanora and I'm Bettina. We hope in sharing these stories, you will be inspired, learn something new, or just know you are not alone in some of the struggles you face. Each week, we talk to women who share their experience or perspective about a topic. This week on our show, we have Lavita Woods. Her story is charming, unique, and motivating just like her. Lovita has just completed the Dubai 70.3 Ironman Triathlon. For some of us who may not know what a triathlon is, it's an athletic contest consisting of three different events, typically swimming, cycling, and long-distance running. The 70.3 triathlon refers to the total distance, 70.3 miles or 113 kilometers, covered in the race, which includes a 1.9-kilometer swim, 90-kilometer bike ride, and a 21.1-kilometer run. Sounds impressive? Wait till you hear when she got into it. I got into it quite accidentally. So we were on this holiday in Bali with the kids two years ago, a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And my husband had done a triathlon and Daniel, my then six-year-old, had done a triathlon, a kid's try. And he's like, oh, mommy, daddy and I have done a triathlon. I bet you can't do it. I'm like, of course I can do it. And at that point, I couldn't even swim, not even in a paddling pool. Forget the open water. I could run, of course, but I'd not ridden a bike in like, um, I don't know, 15 years and I was like okay I can do it I can do it I came back signed up for swim lessons with his coach so I started doing the swim lessons I could barely manage 12 meters of a 25 meter pool and did those then I did bike lessons kept falling off my bike got stitches on my feet and lots of crashes and learned to ride and yeah so a year and a half ago, you didn't know how to bike, you didn't know how to swim. The only thing you could do is run and you signed up for a triathlon. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually much easier than you think. When I started out, I didn't have a coach or I didn't, I just saw you download a few plans online. They tell you, okay, this is your triathlon. You can download a triathlon training plan for a sprint triathlon or you could do a super sprint. You could do really small triathlons which is um, what is it 375 meter swim mm -hmm. uh, and then a 12 kilometer bike ride and a 2.5 k run and it's just doing that it's not a lot and I think anyone could do that if you can swim then you can do that if you can cycle you don't have to have a fancy tri bike or a road bike you could do it with any bike mm -hmm. and uh, run you just need a pair of running trainers and it's not hard it's like it's quite enjoyable and then you get hooked so how did you do how long did it take for you to finish it took me seven hours 21 minutes i can't remember the seconds at the moment but yeah wow to do all three yeah and which was uh, which was your best that's really hard to say well the swim to me now when i look back i I did a really good time. The conditions were, that day, the race conditions were tough because it was windy. The waves were crazy. The usual calm sea of Dubai didn't exist. Really? Like I felt, uh, we got out in the sea and I felt like um, I'd been thrown out of the Titanic. Quite honestly, like 
I got out out of the harbour and I started screaming. I said, I can't do this. I need to get out. And then I had to take a couple of minutes to myself and breathe in and breathe out and say, you know what, you've trained, you can do this, just keep moving forward, I think. Uh, and then I swam straight, most people had extra distances, I swam 1919 meters and I finished my swim in 45 minutes despite the panic. So for me that was good time because the pros were coming out in 30 minutes or so. 45 minutes is fantastic. How many other people were there at the race? 2,000 something competitors. Wow, 2,000 other people swimming in the yes. sea with you at the same time. Yes. It starts in waves, so there are six seconds between they send four competitors and then there is a six second gap and then there is four competitors, so they send you out in waves. Mm. But then still, still you end up swimming almost next to each other. You can get kicked and punched quite easily. I got punched a couple of times. But uh, you, that's what you train for. You train for moving forward despite of anything. If you get touched or like, because you'd freak out if you're in the open ocean. When I first started swimming, that would freak me out if something touched me. It was like, oh, is this a shark yeah. or is this a whale? Yeah. yeah. The run was much better than expected. I didn't think I'd, I'd given myself like three and a half hours only because I'd not trained for two months. Why hadn't you trained? Because of my injury on my foot and my legs were just uh, shot from the training. And I thought, like, I'm not, I've, I've, I've never run 21 kilometers ever before. I've done 18 yeah. a couple of times and 14 and 15 kilometer runs. But uh, yeah, I was just a bit unsure whether I could do that. 90 kilometers bike ride, I have done it. But, or maybe it was me trying to conserve. I kept thinking about the run after and I didn't want to blow up on the bike so I kept conserving energy so I didn't push myself as hard as I could on the bike. Do you remember finishing the race that moment? What were you feeling? Actually when my husband did, this is really funny, when my husband did the full Ironman he went through, it's called a shoot, the, the finishing carpet, okay. you go onto that and we were stood on the edges trying to high five him and when he finished he just went through, he went through so fast that I could not even get a video of him so when he came out, I'm like, couldn't you have slowed down? You were going to finish anyway. Like you could have given us a high five. I could have got a video. And uh, so I had a real go at him. But when it came to my turn of going through that shoot, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anyone. I heard my friends and I heard them cheering for me, but I just could not stop. I just kept going and I reached the end of that line. And only as I crossed that finish line, I realized I finished. Yeah. And usually when you finish a race, you get a t-shirt, right? Yeah. And it's usually the joke, I've done this, I've done this race for the t-shirt. Yeah. Here you got a really nice backpack and a gilet for cooler weather. And I got to that thing and they were giving me my gilet. I'm like, but I want a t-shirt. <laughs> I remember fighting with them or arguing, saying, but where's my t-shirt? And I came out crying, thinking I'd not got a t-shirt for the race. Yeah, I didn't care about the medal. I didn't care about the achievement. All I wanted was that t-shirt. But uh, yeah, I think it was just, you're so overwhelmed with emotion. I think I went from crying to laughing to being angry all in a space of five minutes. So is there, uh, is there a moment that stood out for you in the race? 
the crowd there, like these races are amazing only because of the support that you get throughout the course, especially the run course where there are people with, there are children with these little posters saying tap here for power and people are clapping for you and you've got your name on your race badge sort of thing. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called at the moment. But, uh, and people cheer you on by your name and they're like, go on, Lavita. And I remember doing that for other races, like when I've supported my husband through the Ironman and the half Ironman races. So, I remember calling out people's names because it just makes that difference as opposed to just clapping because you hear your name being called out and you go uh, for it. And yeah, it is just, I would definitely repeat the experience for the support and I felt so loved. Was there a point where you felt, I can't go on any further? This is it. I just have to stop it. So uh, last year I did a triathlon in Abu Dhabi. And before going to the triathlon, the boys were like, uh, my husband said, what do you want, what do you want uh, mommy to do? So the oldest one said, mommy, I want you to come top 10. I was like, that's going to be very unlikely, Daniel. Uh, okay, at least at least come top 50. I said, mm, not sure if I can do that. At least top 100. I was like, okay, we'll see. And then Nathan, who was five at the time or four, he's like, mommy, just don't give up. And I get onto the swim start and I was putting my goggles on and they snapped. And A, I'm not a confident swimmer and B, without goggles and like, the sea is just impossible to see. Um, so I stood at that thing saying, at, like they were going to start the race and I'm like, does anybody have spare goggles? And everyone's like, no. And the organizer said, just go for it. Women are strong. And then I remembered Nathan and Dan, Nathan saying to me, mommy, just don't give up. I'm like, they're there watching me. I have to finish the swim no matter what. Like, and I got through the swim. So it's, I want them to know that just don't, like once you've set your mind at something, even if you have to make those adjustments, you just have to go through with it. So what was your total training period? I don't think I ever stopped training um, since my first triathlon in January last year. So I continued training off season and I did a lot of base training starting June till December, till my injury. Did it ever get lonely training? Um, a lot of times you're training on your own to build mental toughness, or oh, that's what they call it. Because this race, more than being physical, it's a mental challenge. Mm -hmm. um, I have some very rude words to describe it, but uh, I always call it, I'm going to say it to you, Justin. So I, I say, it's not a race, it's not a physical challenge, it's a mind fuck. Yeah. Uh, it's because you're, constantly fighting with yourself, can I finish this? And um, I said that to my friend, like we, when we started doing triathlons, it was a sprint race and this, the third triathlon that I did was an Olympic. She's like, wow, you've done it. I said, I figured doing a sprint distance is a mindfuck. An Olympic distance is a bigger mindfuck. I do it anyway. So yeah. that's, so it's do, training individually, you do it to build mental toughness. You don't think about the loneliness. A lot of people say, when do you get me time? When is your downtime? That was my downtime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there was never a lonely moment. You work. You're a mom to two children. 
and then you decided to commit to a triathlon, which is equally demanding. So when did you find the time to train? It was all about time management. I've got an amazing husband who's so supportive. Like he's helped me with um, taking the kids to school or like we share the load of taking them to different activities. And I also quite often train when they're doing stuff. So if my son's doing a swim lesson, I go for a run while he's swimming. Mm -hmm. And then on their part, they get ready after the swim so they can wait for me to come back so I can get a proper run in. Or I wake up at five in the morning or four in the morning and I do my workouts then. But yeah, you sort of fit it in. I think when you've got your mind set on something, you make it work. It's, uh, it's been a great experience learning that. I mean, you should remember that now. Do you think that has impacted other parts of your life? This, has it changed anything for you in the way you think or the way you function now? Maybe become a bit better at time management because everything has to run to a schedule. <clears throat> Being occupied is very important to me or making the most of my time. I like to make the most of my time. I cannot sit down and watch a movie for three hours. That just doesn't happen. How has this impacted, uh, you know, your your children? I mean, of course, you're setting a fantastic example for them. They think exercising is a normal way of life. Like having a training plan is normal, and they train quite a few times a week. And there are no questions asked about why am I doing this. They see mummy and daddy doing it, and they're like, okay, when I go swimming, mummy, what are you going to do? They don't think twice about this. Growing up in an Indian family and a culture where we are not into sports at all, did you ever think that you would be involved so heavily in sports at this point? Not growing up, but uh, my mum was, my mum and dad were quite active anyway. My mum did a lot of sports in her younger years. My dad was Mr. Maharashtra in 1970-something. So he always did like weightlifting or do some sort of exercise at home and my mum, I think as I hit teenagers, she'd take me for these walks, these power walks. I wasn't very sporty at all but we had always this undertone of things happening at home and your mum would take you for power walks and we'd do yoga together or um, my brothers played basketball, my dad would do weightlifting. As siblings as well, like the three of us, we're three, I've got two brothers. One of them, he's doing those bodybuilding competitions, my youngest brother. He's now built like um, uh, like one of those muscle men on TV. And he competed in a few competitions in India. My other brother, he plays basketball and golf. And I do triathlon. So whenever we want to meet up, our schedules are based around this sport thing. Like, are you playing today? Are you training today? Are you doing something today? Should we plan it in the evening? Oh, let's not do a late night. So our lives are, even as we've grown up, all of us send selfies to each other of sweaty faces because everyone's training. It's like, good morning. I've just done a workout. I did legs today or I did, I played six rounds of golf. I've played uh, two games of basketball. It's always been that. Why do you think that, you know, all three of you, as siblings has gone into sports in such a strong way I mean I mean you didn't do sports actively growing up but I think as a family like 
and talking about my parents growing up it's always been a part of our family it's been a sort of active lifestyle it has to be children have to see you having an active lifestyle and see it as a part of life it's not oh i have to go to exercise it's never like i don't find time to exercise you make time it's part of your life it's like as if you'd go out for a coffee or you'd go out to eat dinner it's just been there children it's like monkey see monkey do and uh, yeah it's not that we ever actively think oh gosh i need to make time for exercise we do it just as second nature so what advice would you have to somebody who's considering you know sort of maybe doing a triathlon or even just get started i think that's my advice just go and do a race a race anywhere don't think too much cuz the it's more mental than physical okay the other thing is definitely go spectate spectating is a should be an olympic sport i call them spectathletes cuz that's almost as hard as doing the race itself and the energy is so infectious that you would want to do a race when you see these athletes coming past you ra- running and cycling you say like, if they can do it i can too and at, at the race that i went to watch the i think it was one of the first races my husband did and i was stood there thinking well, why is he even doing this in abu dhabi of all places and i stood there watching these people come out of the swim getting on the bike and running i thought to myself perhaps i can do this why don't i give it a shot but then never really thought too much about it till my son challenged me but i would definitely suggest going and becoming a spectathlete if you don't want to be a triathlete to start off with are you thinking of doing any more triathlons yeah definitely going to do more we've just got a lot of stuff going on at home at the moment with planning a move we're moving house moving country there's been a bereavement in the family just all right after the triathlon um which is why i haven't given it much thought but once that's behind us it's i think it's a lifestyle you don't ever give it up yeah it becomes almost a part of your life you don't feel yourself without training are you aiming for you know the biggest one which is the iron man <laughs> i'm not sure only because not because i think i don't want to do that distance the training is a lot and it takes a lot of time away from family i might do that when the boys are a bit older when i'm able to give training a bit more time but for the time being till the this cute little age i want to be around because they don't stay little for so long yeah. um and a uh, 70.3 distance is definitely manageable with work and children mm. um if i can do it i mean anybody can i think um, yeah it doesn't require superhuman powers at all we are amazed with lovita's story from not knowing to swim or bike to completing a triathlon in 2 years is so inspiring Nino, you've done a few marathons, including the pretty challenging Ladakh half marathon, and I remember speaking to you after you'd finished, and you were overcome with so much of emotion. Yes, I was. It was a combination of things: the weather. I wasn't prepared for how cold it was. My friend, who was supposed to do it with me, unfortunately had to drop out at the last minute. I had forgotten to carry my running shoes. So, the, so I did the race with another friend's pair, which was my size, but was molded to her feet as she had trained in them. The last 7 kilometers were excruciating but all I kept thinking was I will not give up 
I have to finish and just kept going. I remember the last one kilometer was the most painful. My legs were cramping and I was literally dragging myself. My body had given up, but my mind got me there and the thought of crossing that finish line makes me feel so proud of myself today. I wouldn't change a thing, or maybe just a bit about remembering to carry my own running shoes. I'm inspired by both of you today and feel like I want to do something, challenge myself in some way. Maybe I'll start with the target of doing a 5K run this year. Yes, absolutely. That's a start. And like as Les Brown says, if you set goals and go after them with all the determination you can muster, your gifts will take you to places that will amaze you. This is what NRI Woman is all about. Meaningful conversations. Join us again next time for our conversations on NRI Woman. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes. The show is available to download on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us, hello at nriwoman.com or Twitter at nri underscore woman. Stay tuned for highlights from the next episode at the end of the show. You can see and learn more about the amazing women we chat with on our Facebook page or website www.nriwoman.com. I'm Nanora. And I'm Bettina. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring and be kind. Next week on NRI Woman. So I would say, first and foremost, you should have absolute clarity on what your product or offering is. Are you serving a need or is it a good to have thing? I think answering questions like this to yourself will make it rather clear as to why you want to go into that business. I think clarity of what your product is, who you want to cater to, makes a huge difference. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure you subscribe.